Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, it's Mike. Just want to remind you that this is the second part of our one long podcast on the best speeches from coaches to their teams. So you're probably going to want to listen to episode 43 before this so you can pick up where we left off. This one just kind of gets going right away. There's no intro anything like that. With that being said, let's get to it. So we move on in D2 and come up to the biggest speech in the film. U.S. trails Iceland 4-1. to And Bombay heads in the locker room to uh, lay this one on the kids. Did y'all enjoy that? Yeah! Okay, well, so did they. Because they're still three points up, and we're one period away from defeat. Well, if we can't beat them, we might as well keep our pride. Jesse, that's not pride. Sure, when Dwayne roped that big oaf, part of me cheered. But guys, I've been there. I know how you feel. I wanted to cream that jerk that busted my knee when I played in the minors. And I really, really wanted to go after Stanson for that cheap shot. But you know what? My knee will heal. And if I become someone I'm not, if I sink to their level, well, then I've lost more than my knee. You understand? We're not goons, we're not bullies. No matter what people say or do, we have to be ourselves. You, who are you? Dean Portman. From where? Chicago, Illinois. You. Guy Germain. From where? St. Paul, Minnesota. You. Jesse Hall from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Who are you? Julie Gaffney from Bangor, Maine. Luis Mendoza, Miami, Florida. Greg Goldberg, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Les Averman, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Fulton Reed, Stillwater, Minnesota. Russ Tyler, South Central Los Angeles. Charlie Conway, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ken Rue, San Francisco, California. Connie Moreau, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Adam Banks, Dinah, Minnesota. Dwayne Robertson, Austin, Texas. Michelle McKay, Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm Gordon Bombay, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah! We're Team USA gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. That's right, Jan. And just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks Ducks fly fly together! together. And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together! And when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, (laughs) okay, uh, ducks Ducks fly together! When everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together. Now, new ducks and old ducks must unite under a new banner. All right, we don't need Jan's ending there. I wish you guys could have seen this, but we were all just mouthing the words the entire speech in the studio. Now, my question is, 
does Bombay know Jan is coming in? Does he have this planned out to where they like come in and he, and Jan steps in and says, because we are ducks and ducks fly together? Or is that just a awesome kind of coincidence? Like if they had been killing it, like there's, I mean, obviously there's no reason. Yeah, like if they're happen. up four to one, you don't want yeah. Jan coming in like, we've got new uniforms. Like, Jan, shut the fuck up. We cannot change it right now. Yeah, does he... is is Jan capable of understanding that the, the the gravity of that situation? Like, I I think he is. I think just because he has an accent doesn't make him dumb, Kevin. That's <laughs> that's not at all what I was implying. But, but I guess that's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah, I just I think Bombay knows Jan is there. I think Bombay knows Jan is coming in to the locker room. I don't know if Bombay knows Jan's going to make a dramatic entrance and finish the speech in, like, a perfect way. I like the idea of Bombay being, like, or I guess Jan being in the corner, like, with a box of jerseys, like, should I come in? Should I come in? And Bombay's like, nah, nah. nah Does he, like, give him, like, a signal, perhaps? Yeah, like, we're good, we're good, we're good. Like, that could have changed the whole course of the... But, I mean, obviously, we'll never get to see that documentary because... Well, what's interesting is, like, the whole, where are you from? And they're all talking about, like, we're, like, Team USA. And then it's like, oh, by the way, take off that red, white, and blue bullshit. Yeah. We're putting the Ducks uniforms that's, on. Yeah, that's true. That's that a good is, point. Yeah. That, that's a very, very good point. Uh, I did like Bombay, like, calling the people out, saying, where are you from? It was interesting, though. He goes to Dean Portman first. And I always thought this was, like, if you look, listen to his voice, it's like he almost sounds like Lost. And, and, and Portman is, like, the enforcer. So, like, where are you from? You expect me to be like, man, I'm not telling you that. Or, like, I don't care. Like, I'm pissed. We're down 4-1. So it's very interesting that the speech got to Portman like that. And he was just kind of like, like, oh, I'm, I'm Dean Portman. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. It's very yeah. interesting to me. Another high-risk, high-reward situation there. Yeah, because you can't go to Charlie right away. Right yeah, away, because all who goes to Charlie, of course, right away. You know, teacher's pet. Yeah, but he goes to Portman. Portman's kind of, kind of like the older guy on the team. People look up to him, and he's not yeah. under. He, yeah, he just he win. won the locker room right there by getting Portman to turn. Yeah, another high-risk, high-reward there. So, all good stuff. One really final speech left. D three, we come in. And Orion makes really one huge speech to the entire team. And that is when he first meets them. And this is what Orion has to say. My name is Coach Orion. You can call me Coach or Coach Orion. You can call me Charlie. (laughs) Must be what that C on your jersey stands for, huh? Sure doesn't stand for Captain. Sorry, Coach. We're just messing with you, you know. Hey, Bombay gave him that sleep. And I respect that, but that's the past. This is my team now, and I'll be selecting the captain. You gotta be kidding me, right? I mean, you're the rookie here. We all been together for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Charlie. Laps. Right now. Uh-oh. How many, Coach Orion? I don't recall saying. You listen up, and you listen up good. We're here for one reason, and one reason only. You know what that is? It starts with a W. To win, Coach O'Ryan, sir. No. 
to work. High school hockey is very hard work. And it all begins with defense. I've seen your tapes. I know you can score goals. I just don't know if you can stop them. Hey. Sorry, sir. You're not kids or little ducks anymore, so I'm not going to treat you that way. You're going to learn to play two-way hockey, offense and defense. It's going to take one thing. It starts with a W. To work, Coach O'Ryan, sir! Wrong. <laughs> will. It's going to take real will if you want to play in my barn. All right. Count off. Let's climb the ladder. Very intense from Coach O'Ryan. Um, very strong coming in. You're not, like, little kids anymore. I'm not going to treat you that way. Uh, I mean, they're, they're still 14, though. Is he reaching a little overboard there with this speech? I don't know. I, di- I disagree with that. I mean, once you hit high school, it's like, and you're playing, it's obvious this is a very serious hockey school. And he immediately know, and he talked to Bob A beforehand, obviously. And he knows that, you know, they, like Goldberg will later, later say, they either play or play around. Like, he knows he needs to break that habit from them right away. And you can't just go and be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm your new coach. You know, I'm really looking forward to exciting. It's like, no, this is how we're going to do it here. Like, and if you don't do it, then this is not going to work. And, I mean, I, like, from what you said, Mike, I wholeheartedly disagree that that's a little intense because it's not intense at all. And also, um, I wholeheartedly agree with Tommy. And it has to be, it has to be over the top intense. Like you have to be terrified of this guy, especially because that team more or less at that point, as much as a sports team can like be, you know, with a silver spoon in their mouth, like they have to be broken of that, you know, entitlement or whatever you want to call it. I'd say it's arrogance. I mean, Bombay or Bombay when when Charlie's like, it's like, oh, you know, I got that C. You know, it's like, oh, it must stand for Charlie. It's like I'll be picking the captain. Charlie's like, oh, are you serious? It's like, you arrogant little prick. It's like, of course he's gonna be picking the captain. And what's interesting is, um, like, after he says, uh, after Charlie's like, uh, you know, that C must stand for Charlie, not for Captain. And then uh, Russ goes, oh, we're just messing with you. And then Goldberg chimes in, hey, Bombay gave him that C. It's just like, if, if Goldberg didn't say anything, I think, you know, some of that might might have been diffused. It's like, he was, you know, immediately, you know, just, you know, pushing back at the coach when he should have just you know, kept his mouth shut. Because, like, Russ seemed to be like, hey, hey, we're cool, you know, we're going to listen to you, but... Goldberg I mean, is like, no, fuck you, coach. Hey, Bombay gave him that C. Fuck you. I don't think it ever, I, I don't think that would have, I, I guess, I don't think that escalated the situation at all. Well, I think the kids would have, would have bought in maybe a little more because they're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, Russ, yeah, we're, we're just messing with him. We're going to, we're going to pay attention now. And then Goldberg was like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to push back at him. So yeah. no reason for him to say that. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. He had to like, I feel like he did have to ramp it up after they, really showed him up in front of, like, the whole team showed him up. And, like, this is his arena. This is He's the coach of the fucking team. Like, 
That is a very good point. So I will give you that. But thank you. Yeah, I mean, like you, I wasn't too fond of my first statement saying that he was. Was he? I was asking, was he too harsh? And I don't think he was. He was. I, he was a little tense I for would, for the fun-loving team. But I would argue he was not harsh enough. Um, I don't know. I think he he was good. I think the Ducks just weren't listening. I mean, um, that's kind of one of the reasons I say well, he's not. He well, was the thing not is, if you enough. go way overboard, you immediately lose them. They're not I, going anywhere. No, in terms of they're not going to listen. He, like, I think what he did, like, and I think Russ's um, his response, "We're just messing with you," kind of shows that okay, you know, yeah, we're here to to learn from you. We're here to play because if you immediately go in and start like throwing stuff and just like yell, then it's like. You've lost them the entire season. I wholeheartedly disagree with that because he's you said wholeheartedly he, like a dozen times. I, this I, I, I love I love that word. I mean, it's a very, but in this scenario, it's perfect because he's in a very rare situation for a coach where there is zero recourse for him being a complete and utter asshole and control freak because they literally are not going anywhere. They're under scholarship at a high school and like as a package deal he has zero recourse for trying to mold them in any way he wants so so he should just go and start yelling at them because he's gonna have no no like there's like no penalty for him i mean if they come at him where they have zero respect he has zero recourse for going right back at them like you're either going to conform to the school or you're going to get the fuck out. Like, yeah, but right then you, you lose them right right away. And I it, I think it's good coaching for him not to be like, hey, fuck you, go take a lap, Goldberg. But, I mean, you'd also make the same argument that he did lose them until Charlie, and, or until Bombay came back and won Charlie back and more or less convinced Charlie to come back and convinced the rest of them. Although, well, maybe I think they the thing all is, fell in line They, they just weren't that, very so. good, like... Like you, like their little ducks trick weren't working. He was basically <laughs> reteaching them how to play hockey, and so like he had to do that. And you can't just like yell and yell and yell at them. I agree, I agree. But I, I, I do think there was he had to assert his authority, his authority. Yeah, and I think he did that though. Like yeah. by immediately making Charlie do uh, do laps. I don't think he went far enough. So do you think that he possibly could have like won them over quicker if he had gone? I don't like, think winning over the them top? over ever at any point should have been his goal. His goal yeah. is to teach them fundamentals until they get to varsity. His goal should never have been to win them over. He's trying to. I mean, players who like are who believe in the coach are going to get better. They're going to listen to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like the whole thing is like one like kind of cliche is said, oh, I'd run through a wall for that coach. That thing is, that's always Their said Their goal by isn't to teams. win games though. His goal is to break them down and make them better hockey players. Yeah, but they don't well, know that. I mean, we've discussed this in previous Yeah, we, we've talked about this, but they don't know that. The it kids. doesn't matter they if they win. know that. Well, the thing is, it's in a very like delicate thing. You can't just be like, oh, if this is my way, we're doing it. If you don't like it, get the hell out. You cannot do that at that stage. I agree. There's, I mean, there's a, uh, 
There's a. So I mean, it's 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 a it's a delicate balance, and yeah. And could he have been a little bit more lenient? Yeah, I don't think he should have. Could he be a bit more I, harsh? I mean, I, I think would... he should have been more harsh to start, at least to start. I think he was too lenient to start. Well, well, he wasn't lenient at all, really, but not harsh enough, I'd say. But, well, I mean, you're saying he was. I don't know, anyway, that's, that's just. I'm saying the same thing, basically. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, he wasn't lenient at all. Yeah, and so. Like, if he comes in right away and, I don't know, it's like, he kind of projects the same, you know, like, mindset until he, like, wins them over. And so if he comes in over the top at the beginning, he has to do that, basically, until, you know, because I think it is his ultimate goal to win them over. Like, yeah, obviously we talk about he needs to teach them, you know, the proper tactics for that for that school, for that scheme, everything. But, you know, if you, if you lose the players, they're not going to make it to varsity. They're all going to leave. You, do you know what I'm saying? That's true, but the best will stay. Yeah, Banks I, is going to stay because he's already in varsity. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you weed out the... No, the thing is... You, you you're weed not out the kids that can't handle it, you're, basically. That's not what he's trying to do. These are all scholarship kids already. Yeah. These are not kids who are like walking on and trying out. But he that might be his mandate. It's not, It might though. be. It's obviously not. I the mean, coming thing, down from the top. No, no, no. Because the thing is, is because I still believe this is like a big publicity thing where it's like you got to have all the ducks there. And remember the whole, but, the whole theme. Let me finish. The whole thing is like the ducks like flying together. And whenever Charlie and Fulton leave their shit, they, they lose. And so you got to get those original ducks back. But there are plenty of people that are telling him to weed out the kids that shouldn't be there. And there are plenty of kids that should not be there. I mean, we can agree on that. There are plenty of really bad hockey players that should not be at that school I mean, in that we've class. We've talked about this, but the whole Ducks dynamic, and we've talked about it all episode, is like they're somehow, they just play well together. I agree with that. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> but Not three-fourths, hardly. <laughs> but there are plenty of people... Okay, we get your point. There are plenty of people yeah. who want the Ducks out. Yes, he, there are plenty of people that want him to weed out the weak, basically. And that's not what he's trying to do. Yeah, that is mandate... absolutely what he is trying to no, do. No, it is not. His, that is his number one trying, goal. He's trying to get the ducks on his side. It's and not to weed out the weak. It's to make them strong. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I exactly. definitely disagree I agree with that. Tom. Did you watch the movies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Enough. I personally I have to agree with Tommy because I think, it, I think it's the toughest speech in the trilogy really because he's he's coming in as the new guy he's gotta set like a firm hand but as we mentioned he can't lose him and he navigate he finesses that pretty well and then i mean most of them do eventually come over i mean fulton and charlie go on their ways but the rest of them stick around so great work i think by coach orion I don't disagree that it was a bad speech. I'm just saying I think you guys misunderstand his goal or what is his role. We, you know, we don't misunderstand it. It's just I think you're comparing this like this is an elite prep school. This isn't, you know, a, a public. This isn't like a high school, uh, like a public high school that just happens to be really good where, yeah, you know, you, you kind of get rid of these kids because like you, you have to let them on the team. They can try out and then you can cut them. You know, these kids are already accepted. So it's kind of like, this is the hand that you're dealt, and you have to do something with it. But you forget that how many people, 
like want didn't want them at the school. That's true. I, I agree that. But however, also coach. He knows Bombay, and he knows, okay, I need to keep these kids at the school. Because he's not just an asshole. He's like, okay, I'm just going to find out, like, weed out the weak ones. He wants them to succeed, and I think we find that later. I don't think he's that tied into Bombay, though. I think Bombay is more tied into him. I don't think he cares about what Bombay thinks so much as Bombay thinks the world of him as a coach well, I, mean, I don't think he cares about what Bombay... You no, know, I'm saying, like, this is what, like, Bombay told him. Like, this is how this team is going to win. That's what Bombay told him. It's like, now you could, like, go in there and, like, just, like, weed them all out. And you could have, yeah, you can probably make a star out of Banks and out of the cat. You know, even Fulton. You can make them superstars. But you're not going to win games that way. I think they'd win plenty of games that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they, they would have... They're not, they're not nine hurting to for... Nine they're draws. not hurting for talent is the thing. I mean... I guess we're kind of going off yeah. on a tangent here, but <laughs> all right. I I think that you're you're misunderstanding the situation, and you're also misunderstanding the coach because he's he's not the one who needs to go out and be a hard ass because he knows that, and also he's been doing this for how many years? Like, I mean, oh, he I, obviously knows what he's doing. He absolutely is the one that has to go out and be a hard ass, <laughs> and like he is being, you know, obviously a bit of a hard. Like he's not like going over the top and you know just being like an asshole. Like he's being like he's the hardest coach they've ever had, except for the one who had a heart attack on the you know freaking ice. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying they, he has to go over the top. Why? Because they've never had that, and he's like he's being I think hard enough on them. Yeah, I don't All think right. he's being hard. All enough right, on enough. Them. And it worked, <laughs> by the way. We. Well, yeah, it worked. As we, as yeah, I mentioned. Kevin's way would not have worked. As I mentioned, okay. I guess so. We won't know until a sequel. We, yeah, we've all obviously right. struck a chord here, so that's always good. Uh, I mean, when you look at the speeches, though, which one would you take? In in terms of what? Just the best, best overall, best overall speech. That's a good question. Um, well, we, we were recently talking about the one in D3, I think is a good, like, if you listen to it, he, he is kind of like, almost like you need to reset the way you think. And so what he's saying has a lot of good substance. Now, obviously they don't really buy into it. And so is it a good speech since they didn't buy into it? I don't know. I think it is. Uh, that, uh, that's my pick just because as I said, it was hard. It, it's a very difficult speech to go through and he plants those seeds at the very least and they eventually buy into him. So maybe it didn't pay off right away, but I do think it paid off later on. And he he won them really kind of with that, that type of speech. So I'm going with that one. I guess you do bring up a good point because it's kind of like he is planting the seeds. And the other speeches is kind of like we have to win right now. It's like, and if we don't win right now, you know, this isn't going to work. And so in, in D3, that speech is like it does kind of lay the foundation for what's going to be happening over the coming months. But in, like, the end of D2, it's kind of like, what can I say to win now? And it works. So, I mean, I guess each speech kind of works in its own way. But I, I mean, do think the D2 one in, is, is pretty good. Like, are the new ducks and old ducks, you know, where you from? Okay. I'm going to go with the original Jersey, the ducks moment. Because, I mean, that sets the table for everything. And it sets the table for every single motivational speech that Bombay makes throughout the entire documentaries 
the original, you know, convincing them that they want to be ducks is the most pivotal moment in all of the documentaries because, I mean, they believe they're ducks at that point. And for the rest of the franchise, they are a family. So that is the most important moment in the entire documentaries. All right. I'll take that. It's a fair, fair point. Now, Kevin, you have your quack question? You have got, our quack question? Yeah, my quack, my, our, our quack question, sorry. Quack question this week comes from, uh, Grace Hall 21. Her question is, what are the ideal starting lines and line changes in each movie? Who double shifts? Hashtag quack question. Awesome. Remember, hashtag quack question. All right, we're only going to look at D1 here. But, because, I mean, the other two, we could address at a later point, but it's going, uh, it's, yeah. So, D1, you look at it. Are we going to look at it like pre-banks and post-banks? Because they, they add a bunch of players. I'm thinking we look at it when Gordon Bombay has kind of figured out his lines, and that is in the playoffs. So, I just looked at the playoffs, and obviously you have the Oreo line, Jesse, Terry, Gee. And then you have... Banks and Conway, and then Connie is a forward, but she also plays some D in this film. And then you have Peter and, and Averman actually put a lot of defense in this film. He was almost exclusively a defenseman. And then you have Tommy, Tammy, and Carp, who are kind of like... Terrible? We, <laughs> we don't really know what they do because they don't get a lot of time. Carp is definitely... Uh, well, it's like Carp, you put him at defense... Like we, you know, don't you don't want to overcomplicate things, but then he's a liability, so it's difficult. Mm-hmm. We and just then, put him on the wing and hope he doesn't fuck I, up. I mean, to answer Grace's like, go top lines in each documentary. Well, I mean, just my thoughts. Yeah, just in each documentary. This is all on you, Mike. All right, so it's tough because like d1 do you want to spread out the talent so you don't have a line that just is absolutely terrible yeah you don't want carp and peter running the show yeah so i mean you also only have 11 players in d1 so so what you you gotta i was thinking maybe four defense seven forward something like that but connie switches so you don't know so i mean my top line i do kind of like the oreo line with gee jesse and terry is that your top line no, because I mean Banks. I'm playing Banks, and oh, Banks, man. Banks. And but it, is Banks with a bunch of slackers better than the Warrior line? No, I'm I'm giving him I'm giving him Conway. Banks and Conway actually put a lot together in D1. I'll give him Conway, and I don't know. I'll Would you give like, him Connie? Because I mean, do you break up the Warrior line? Yeah, I mean, you could you could put Connie out. Yeah. And then uh, you'd have just a terrible third line of like. Well, Tommy let's say you, you wanted to just make the, the best possible, only the one line. I think it would okay. be Banks, Conway, and, uh, and Gee. I think that'd be a. Or maybe actually, probably not Conway. It'd probably be a, a Jesse, Banks, and, and Gee, and if we're talking overall talent. But yeah. we know that Banks and, and, and Jesse don't play well together. Or at least Jesse doesn't play well with Banks until the end. That's pre- that's pretty good because you have Banks who's obviously the big goal scorer. You got Jesse who's gonna play a little more physical, and you have 
Uh, Gee. Gee just seems like a team player. Yeah, he's he's, he's fast. He's going to get Banks the puck. That's a good top line there. You look at D2, I think you I think Banks is going to be the anchor of every line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Banks, you put Banks in the middle. Wings get a little tough. I mean, you got Kenny out there, but, I mean, he's kind of... Well, you got uh, Luis. He's, he's got flashy. Luis has the speed. That's a good point. I'm Kenny's not... a little too flashy for my taste. All right. I can see that. You have to split up Kenny and, and Dwayne, though, because both of them are hot dogs. I, I mean, yeah. and Luis, too. I mean, that's, he a, just, he just that's really a recipe stop. for disaster. Yeah, you can't play those three together. I might put Luis on the wing. Cause he, I mean, he's going he's gonna to get the puck, mm-hmm. and he'll be able to find Banks. And he seems him. like he is a bit of a team player. Like, I mean... Yeah, he yeah he's not away. a bad he guy. Just, he just yeah. can't sc- stop. Yeah, and then I don't know. Is Jesse rounded out? I, you needed kind of a, like a physical presence there. I don't think. Well, Lisa I think you, also your your two defenders are probably Fulton and uh, and Portman. Portman. And so I mean, do you really need you know, like Jesse there to to be physical there? Well, I mean, you need someone who's going to go into the corners and win the battles. Okay. So. I mean, I'm a big fan of Jesse as a player just because I think he does do that in a way that most of the other forwards on the Ducks do not. So I'll put him there. So Jesse, Banks, and Luis instead of like – because we're basically swapping Guy for Luis. Yeah. I mean, Luis, I think Luis, he's faster than Guy, but he doesn't uh, – he might not be as good of a like skilled, but I'll take that. I'll take that just for like the novelty of of Luis's speed. He's a home run hitter. Exactly. He uh he I think he he changes how people play. And then I mean if you go back to D uh, if you go to D three you could keep those three together. What about uh, before they get Banks back? Well, okay. So you need. That'd be. I guess is Charlie your centerpiece? Like after he gets over his whole sulking thing and he's like, okay, I'm ready to play. If he wants to play two-way hockey, ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other options here. We could look at... Look at Guy. Throw Guy in the middle there. Yeah, you you lose Jesse in D3, so that's also... That's true. That's true. So, you lose... And, like, Averman becomes kind of good. He plays forward. He stick handles all kinds of crazy against the Blake Bears. Uh, I wouldn't put him on the top line, though. I'd probably go. I'd probably put. Probably put Guy in the middle. Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't do much in the film. That might be a mistake. He gets hurt. That's true. Uh, like like I said, I like Jesse, but he's gone. So. He ain't coming back, man. <laughs> you got Luis. You got. What if you had Conway in the middle and Luis and Guy on the wings? Conway in the middle, Luis and Guy. It's not bad. Because, I mean, Charlie is obviously your top... Like, we're gonna... taking Banks out? No, Banks is on varsity. Banks is on varsity. Okay, so yeah. we're not including yeah. him at all. Correct. Right. I think that's... No, I no. don't think that's fair. Well, who said life was fair, Kevin? Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I think... It... Well, yeah, but this is adding... I... Otherwise, the lines would look identical. That's true. That's true. Think... That's true. I, Actually, I, do, I do like this more. All right. I Fuck mean, you, if Banks. You, if you keep Banks, I might... You're on varsity, you cake eater. Like... <laughs> If you if you look at the like the JV varsity showdown when Banks is there, I think you would put Conway on there because Conway gets like really good all of a sudden in D three. Mm-hmm. So I would put Conway with Banks there. I think he'd be 
And then you threat. have two really good scoring threats because if you have Gee, Conway, and Luis, Conway is like the top scoring threat, and you know they could just as long as focus he doesn't, on him. As long as he doesn't spaz way. Yeah, he's gotten over a spaz way. He's more of like mm. a. I think it's in there. I think, it's, I think it's deep inside of him. He, it's still there. He's gonna fuck up in the in the most clutch situation. He's got Tony Romo syndrome. Oh, oh! Wow! Shout out Dallas. <laughs> what do you What do you feel about that, Dallas? This is Tommy that just said that. All right. So without Banks, I put Conway in the middle. I probably throw Luis back in there. Uh, I'm debating like a Dwayne. But Dwayne's like kind of a puck hog. It depends on which Dwayne you get. That's true. Is it the Dwayne that Kevin says is the worst duck on the team? I, he, he might be the most talented duck, but he, he could possibly be the worst duck on the team at any given time. If he if he wants to be a great player, he won't be selfish. That's true. But that's just not Dwayne's game. <laughs> that is also true. So. I'll go with Alex Dwayne. I might put, I, I might go, I think, by the point you hit D3, I don't think Connie is a viable option because you have the physical changes going on. Kids are hitting puberty. So Connie sexist. might not be able to. Sexist. It's just a fact. Most men are stronger than women. Oh. That's a fact. Hot take. That's <laughs> a fact. That's hot not take. even a hot take. Hot take. So. I would go probably Conway, Luis, and Gee if I'm taking Connie out of it for those reasons. Hang on. So, like, if they're, like, if you had the chance to vote for woman president, would you? If she was the best option. That's a yes. What about, like, an arm wrestling competition? If she was, like, a female bodybuilder and she was going against, like, me... I would probably bet against her, but we can make a lot of money on that if we get four. To I'll take that bet. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there is. Can can we get can we get Ronda Rousey on the show? That'd be great. Ronda, shout out to Ronda. Shout out to Ronda. Go to QuackTech.com. Contact us. Awesome. Anyway, thanks for the quack question, Grace. It was a good one, as always. Quack questions have been very good. Yes, absolutely. Very popular, too. Yeah, yes. if you want to ask Tell yours, your friends. Tell your friends. Yes, if you want to ask yours, at QuackTechPod, hashtag QuackQuestion. Uh, you can go to the website, thequacktech.com. Contact us there. You can go to Facebook if you want. Search the QuackTech. You can ask your quack question us there if you want to, but just tweet us, really. Most importantly... Go to iTunes, write a review, give us five stars, and tell us your favorite speech in the entire film. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.